This has to be the only podcast where people send blood work off it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is swapping <laughs> blood work, baby. Send us your stool, Feeney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deserve dogs. I am Dr. Lisa Lippman. And I'm Richie Redding. Our guest today, it's been a long time coming. Uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you what, there's a new dog, who dis, taking the podcast world by storm, dear. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, move over, Joe Rogan's dog, Marshall, because from the Irish Goodbye <laughs> podcast on Gas Digital Network and also Last Call with Carson Daly, it's Mike Feeney and his dog, Jeet. Hey, Yay! what up? He's, uh, he's right out of frame. I'm sure he'll jump up on my lap at some point and we'll give you guys a visual uh, medium, but right now he's laying on the ground, very relaxed. Is he a golden retriever? He is. I think we might. We were thinking about getting those. Uh, he's a mutt, and he's he's he's. Yeah. We know for sure he's lab hound, some sort of beagle, and then a thousand other things. He's got the boxer butt thing where he's got those little indents on his back. His hair goes in six different directions. He's cute. He's he's a wild one. Fiend, good seeing you, man. We were just talking before we got on air about the slow but steady demise of the craft of stand-up comedy. And uh, if people don't know, listeners, you could have the misfortune, if you're on a train in New York City, of getting ambushed by a few comedians that are just just forcing, forcing comedy on you. Unmasked. Yeah, avoid the one, two, three lines from 7 to 9 p.m. Is that what it is? It's the red lines? Yeah. (laughs) Where are you right now? I'm in Queens. I live in Astoria. I've been here. This is uh, year 14 going on living in in Astoria. So we didn't leave, although that's because our lease is up in March, and this thing started right in March. So I was like, well, we're here at least (laughs) until March, but... I don't know. Feeney, we, we have talked about getting you on for a minute, and I'm psyched about it. Uh, a, a very quick perusal of your Instagram, which I strongly recommend. Well, first of all, you and Mike Cannon and Brandon Saiglo have been putting out awesome content for the whole pandemic. Oh, so thank you, man. Congrats and thank you on that. You guys put out very steady sketches that are all solid. But also, since we're talking about Instagram, uh, I do have a bit of housekeeping. I don't know if you know this, dear, but... And Feeney, you're going to see this in live time, in real time. Uh, Lisa, your hopes of being an Instagram foot whore are over. Why? Instagram. I got so many new pairs of shoes. Instagram has banned foot pictures. No way. Because, what? yeah, because what happened to you? So Wait, I got to send this to my manager. So a few months ago, <laughs> Lisa, I took a picture of her when we were down in Florida. And she just happened to be barefoot in this, in this post. And like... A hundred thousand weirdos <laughs> came zooming in on this thing and yeah. like just posting creepy gifts and like oh those sharing tootsies. with each other. Oh look at those shrimps. Like Ugh. Uh, but I do that? have cute feet, so I've been begging him to pimp my feet for forever. Yeah, sure. But yeah, she wanted to get a, an OnlyFans for the tootsies, but. Uh, 
Which is all to say, and this will be a very good way to date uh, when we when we pre-tape this for our uh, our listeners is that if you are in QAnon and a foot fetishist, you had a bitch of a week <laughs> <laughs> for for toe sucking uh, pedophile hunters. This was it has not been fun for you, I suppose. Tough- yeah. <laughs> that's, that's sad. But, Fiend, where did you grow up in, and what did you grow up with? I grew up in Long Island in a big pet household. Uh, my mom is a huge animal lover. My dad, rather indifferent to pets' existence, but, you know, <laughs> my mom had the final say. So, I mean, I grew up, when I was born, there was already, we had this black, like, lab collie kind of a mix that my mom had had since college that I only, you know, was around for the first couple years of my life. And we always had cats and always had more than one, like minimum two cats at a time, up to five at any point. Tough house for for mice. Yes, yeah. There's there's there was no rodents growing up around me anywhere <laughs> yeah. near. Pestilence free. Yes, yes. And uh, then we got a golden retriever when I was a kid, which was like the best. Tight. He was he was 120 pounds. He was wow. way overweight, and he was. I basically <laughs> used to be able to ride him around like a horse. He was a monster. Uh. And then. He ended up when we were, you know, I'm like really skipping ahead here, but when he was, when he was, uh, I think eight, he got spinal cancer, which we, you know, we did the, as much of the surgeries as could possibly afford. Then it came back, it bought him like a year, I guess. And then, uh, we had to put him down. Worst day of my life. Let's zoom in on that. Let's just zoom in on the worst day of your life. Let's really (laughs) flush that out. Dude, we could, if I'm like, if I'm like ever in a thing where I have to like um Cry. I don't know what the word is, but if I ever have to Emote. like get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I have to act and get there, that'll be the day that I think of, I suppose. Because it was because here's the worst part. We, you know, he couldn't like walk. <laughs> we are anymore. really zooming in on that now. How how old was he? Eight. Okay. Oh wow, that's young too. And that's the thing with Goldens, unfortunately. Goldens and boxers, they they like to make the cancer. Is it possible that Mike gave him cancer cancer. by riding him like a horse? (laughs) (laughs) Have we ever pointed a finger in that direction? I have my own theories on that, but I'll keep them to myself. Own your shit, Feeny. (laughs) (laughs) Own me. Inflammation is good for nobody. So... So do you want me to talk about the 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 yeah. the, the, the sad day, or yeah. should we keep it light? I don't know. I don't, where, where do you guys want to go? I mean, go? No, yeah. I was kind of joking. Now we're going but, there. No, but, yeah, I want to know. Nothing. Okay. He was okay. passionate about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, here was the, here, this was more or less it was that he couldn't walk anymore, and that we had to we my mom's friend helped us kind of like put him into the back of the truck, and then it was like a last minute audible. I was never going because I think I was probably like you know, 12 or something. But my my mom was planning on going to the vet and she ended up not going to the vet because she's like, I can't, I can't handle this. I can't do this. This is like killing me. So she had my mom's friend take him, which like, I mean, for the rest of my life, I'll always see the like when they, you know, he backs out of the driveway and they start driving away and he's doing mm-hmm. that like, where am I going kind of a thing. Oh, oh, heartbreaking, dude. It's like in a movie when they run to the back of the bus as the bus is like taking off to look back at, at whoever's standing sad. there on the he street. He looked excited and like happy yeah. to go in. My mom, my mom said it's still like one of her biggest regrets ever is not going and being there with them because then she tried to like call him, call my mom's friend, but it was like in the days when people like never had their cell phones on. It was like they had, because they had minutes, you know? So she tried to call him to be like, I'll go, but then it was too late. Call me on nights and weekends. <laughs> 
<laughs> she can only call after nine. Aww. Dude, he was, he was one of my favorite dogs I ever had. And then when we were, when right, I took my mom years of me convincing her to get another dog. And then we ended up getting this German Shepherd who was like, we had, we, we, somebody was giving him away because they had kids. They tried to train him to be a police dog and they said he wasn't aggressive enough, which I would refute that. Uh, mm, I was he, wondering. <laughs> dude, he was, he was fucking like, Every time the doorbell, you know, he's a German Shepherd. Every time the doorbell ring, very protective, very, you know, he got along with the cats, which was shocking. Yeah. But he was like, so we had to take him for so much training and every single Sunday to try and get him to be like a super obedient dog. And while he was a great dog who also ended up getting, you know, tumors later in life and, and having to get put down, which my mom did it the right way this time. Oh, you know, she good. she had the... She had the doctor come to the house and then they like put them down in his bed. Big believers in that. I, I've gotten into a lot of people's beds that way. <laughs> <laughs> For with, so, with, while with, we're with in this plastic sheets yeah. down and everything, yeah. But uh, also, I mean, respect to mom on the the first dog for not pulling the farm on you. I was going to say that. This is, this, this <laughs> At least was, she didn't tell you he was going to the farm. In right? the history of this yeah. podcast, this is the first one I when know. somebody told a child under 10, like, yeah. it's a wrap. Yeah, so I think she did it right with you. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the Golden Retriever, I was probably like 12 at the time that that happened, though I will say we did have a cat die when I was younger, and we, we actually came home from like a like a weekend vacation out in Montauk or something. And we came back and like, he was like just dead in, in the backyard. Cause they say like, sometimes cats wait for you to like, you know, they go away to hide kind of a thing. So my mom, like I was going to go outside and then my mom or dad remember found him first and thankfully like shielded me, but they did not go like, he's gone. They were like, oh no, the cat's dead out there. So let's just try and figure this out. <laughs> Is he in heaven? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have souls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a cat. They're soulless. But the, the German the German Shepherd, just to wrap that whole thing up, he was, he was so great. Loved that dog, but I, I could never get another German Shepherd again just because I, I love that they're loyal and if I was a single guy who lived in the woods maybe that's what I would do but I, I, I'm a, I much more enjoyed the time of having the Golden Retriever the people friendly dog the yeah. dog who's like excited to see people yeah but the police said that he wasn't racist enough but my friend Black Mike <laughs> disagrees <laughs> <laughs> uh, comedy and, and that were those the, the only uh, dogs that you had as a kid yeah so I had those the, the they had the first dog for my first like couple years of life, then the golden retriever for most of it, and then uh, the teenage years were there. I actually we we didn't get the German Shepherd till I was like about a senior in high school. So by the time that I, you know, got really like got to know him, I ended up going away to college. So it was kind of like, it just became my mom's dog. Gotcha. You Is Jeet your first as a grown-up? Yeah, this is my first. By the way, respect on, I'm assuming, a rescue and during the pandemic. That means That means that you show a fair amount of responsibility on paper to get a, uh, a rescue to sign off on Feeney owning a dog. So <laughs> That's true. Which rescue is he from? Um, so we, we rescued him from this place called uh, Ollie's Angels Animal Rescue out 
in Long Island, the longest name ever. <laughs> but for a while, I was, this all started, it's, it's a weird thing, but right, so like to back up briefly, once we, my wife and I graduated college, that's where we met, we moved in together to Astoria. Uh, we ended up, my mom, again, is a huge animal person. Now in Florida, she's got like nine cats and then, you know, we oh, always right. had like. Your mom lives in the same town my, my parents live in. Maybe. Well, about that. Yeah, shark attack cat. Yeah, New Smyrna, baby. Yeah, son. <laughs> so she's got all these cats. She feeds raccoons. She's she's a she's a crazy crazy animal lady. But she she found these these uh, these two these cats for us to adopt. I, I would strongly advise feeding against the raccoons. I'm just going to give you some unsolicited advice here. I really try not to give unsolicited advice, but um, I would tell your mom to stop feeding the raccoons. Whatever, narc. Uh, just they because they have carry rabies? a parasite very similar to rabies called Bailey Ascaris, and it is bad, bad, bad news. It's actually very treatable, but it looks so much like rabies. You wind up just euthanizing the pets usually to find out what it is. So, wow. uh, yeah, really, really bad, really bad stuff. If there's one thing I don't want, it's my mom feeding the goddamn raccoons, but we are well <laughs> past that point, unfortunately. Maybe just send her some information on on this rab- on this uh, parasite, and maybe she'll change her mind. Because carried through poop, so like the dogs could, and poop is everywhere, you know, you don't just poop and like it stays in a nice little poop ball. It just, it goes, ev- it's like there are little poop particles that just go everywhere. That's how life is. It's messy. So, I mean, something tells me that Mike hasn't been like calling yeah. his mom every day and reminding her, like, hey, get out there and feed those raccoons. But now you have a good reason You've to. Got responsibilities. So, we're going to send you some information from the CDC on this parasite. I would love that. Yeah. Anything okay. that I could do to get her to stop. But <laughs> so, she gets me these. She 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 gets this little these little tiny rescue cats, these little babies for us, and we only wanted one. My mom convinced us to get two, which was ended up being a great decision. Yes, you have to get a bonded pair. Mm-hmm. They do much better together. Yes, yeah, they were very. They were, they were like I think they were. I mean, literally, uh, you know, eleven or twelve weeks old when we got them. So very, Perfect. very tiny. And now we still have them. They're. They're about to be 13. So that was my oh, wow. big concern this entire time was not getting a dog because I'm like, I don't want to introduce a dog into the, these cats have gone their whole lives without a dog. It's going to be a nightmare for them. And it's, you know, and then I was like, we'll just wait for the cats to die and then we'll get the dog. But the more you think about that, I'm like, I don't, these cats could live another 10 years. I don't know. They could be, I, I'm not getting a dog at 40 something. What am I doing here? You know? And, uh, and then I realized at the end of the day, you know, it's a cat, you know what I mean? So like, I don't need to plan my life around the cat. So what we did was we started this search to look for rescuing a dog. Cause that's what my mom always did was rescue animals to try and find dog, a cat friendly dog. So we, you know, I, I worked with, uh, with animal Haven in New York city for a while mm-hmm. for like probably three or four months and we tried fostering a dog that was just, I mean, you've never seen a, a, be- a dog put on a better show to get adopted than this dog. He was a, <laughs> he was a terrier or like a, like some sort of terrier who was 11 months old or maybe a year old. The, just, just so they, they were like, he's got a lot of energy. So if you're active, you know, he'll be a good fit. If as long as you could take him on a lot of walks and we're like, yeah, we're young, we're active. Like, we'll, we meet this dog. He's just <laughs> loving, licking the nicest, sweetest, quietest dog. We're like from the, from the jump. I mean, we lasted, we lasted 72 hours with this dog <laughs> and 
the last 24 were hell. First off, you know, we did the thing where we didn't even introduce the cat. Like, we had the cats in the bedroom. We had the dog in the living room. And then, like, by the second day, we, we let them, like, smell underneath the door of one another. We were doing it very slow. And then we had the, we have, like, a gate that we put up just so that they could see each other and so not do the thing. And this dog was just, like, uh, like on the most energy, that dog should not be in New York City. That dog needed like five acres to just be running all day long. That's how much energy this dog had. And then at one point, my cat got so pissed that he was locked in the thing. He jumped over the kid gate into the thing. <laughs> I just happened to be on my computer. I see the dog, the dog lunges, like Superman jumps off the couch towards the dog. I was able, I mean, towards the cat. I was able to grab his collar like in midair to stop him from just murdering the cat to shreds. Dad save. Um, Total dad save. Yeah, it was a real dad save. Yeah, yeah that's a good. <laughs> <laughs> I love those videos when a kid's like barreling ass straight towards a grill. And it's like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dad save. And then in the last like, um, you know, in the la- the last day, we would just were like, he's just he's not a fit for us, which made us really heartbroken because we already got attached in those seventy two hours to bring him back. I felt like shit, but then you know the 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 animal haven so cool. They were like, listen, like the way we look at it is, you just kind of you gave us insight because they were like, we don't know if he's good with cats, so now they're like, now you know, <laughs> and then yeah, they're like, true. and they you kind of took him on a little vacation for the weekend, so yeah. that happened for a while. Explains those teardrop tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it goes, so a month or two goes by. We're a little traumatized by this. We're like, we probably shouldn't have got a dog. This was just crazy. I went, we went to LA for a weekend and all of a sudden we were like, we should get a dog, you know? And then we found this guy on, he was in, he was abandoned in South Carolina, um, but he wasn't in a shelter. He was living in a foster home and he had, he was living with two cats and two kids that were like, a two-year-old and I think a newborn or something, and they said he got along great with them. So we go, let's give this one a shot. So he's he's cat and and future proof. Yes. Well, that's that's the other thing too. You know, I'm in my 30s. If if we ever have a kid, it's nice to know that it's not we won't have to give him away or something. <laughs> so we we pick up this dog. This was a crazy weekend because I we pick up the dog. The the uh, I landed back from doing my last road gig. It turned out maybe ever. Who knows? Of uh, of, of right. it was 2019, and it was uh, oh no wait no it wasn't. What am I talking about? It was 2020. Sorry, Jesus Christ. 2020 March. Yeah, Mike was out of work way before this. Pandemic, <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> before it was cool, he got yanked off the road. <laughs> So I was in, I was coming back from St. Paul, which it turns out that's where I caught COVID um, because I got COVID that week, but I landed, picked up this dog and brought him back home. And within three hours of him being here, he was already like going up to the cats, super chill, like coexisting with the cats. Like he'd, we tried to crate train him, but he wasn't crate trained and he was already, he's already a year old. So he didn't want anything to do with it. He just, now he's, I mean, he's just the best. He sleeps with us. He sleep, he's, he, he's, he's terrified of the cats, which is why it works. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a good balance. Yeah. And, and that also speaks to getting older animals, which is so great because you know, not puppies. Cause like they're crazy. They're cray. And you already know what you're getting as an adult, which is nice. So. Yeah. He was housebroken. He only, he only had one accident the entire time we've had him, which was once we got That's a, great. the day we got a brand new bed and a brand new goose down comforter. I think he just wanted to put his scent on it and pissed all over it. <laughs> and it was 
the most infuriating thing. Mm. Well, also, I wonder if Goose Down just has an yeah. animal scent that that needs dealing with. <laughs> it could be. And he's been, yeah. I mean, he's been great, man. He's so good with people and company, and he's so quick to, like, train. And, and Jeet, I'm assuming, is based on Jeter. Correct. Derek Jeter. Okay. I was correct. He's the captain. Okay. Oh, good to know. I, I, I know who he is. <laughs> Yay. Good job, Bing. Yeah. Also, from stalking your your Instagram, uh, would you would you care to tell Lisa the story of Jeet versus the Bee? Oh yeah. So he's uh, so we're walking with. That's the only issue with him, you know, that we're still training and working with him on is that because he's got that hound dog thing, it, he's just is always keeping his nose to the ground, essentially, and smelling. He loves to smell everything. He can smell a piece of bread from two blocks away, and he's just he's just a real hound dog in that way. And so he always wants Love to pick everything dog. up off the ground, and it's so frustrating. But we were, I saw him, so now I'm active. I'm like, I'm looking two feet in front of him wherever we're walking. Which in New York is a lot. That's a lot of looking. Oh, and especially in 2020 and 2021 where no one gives a fuck about anything anymore and they're just not picking up garbage. <laughs> it's, it's worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst it's ever been. So there's a piece of like food on the ground and as he goes to lunge for it, I'm trying to stop him from getting it. And as I see it, I see right up, resting perfectly in the middle of it is a bee and he bites the whole piece of food with the bee on it. And I'm like immediately like, ah, you know, and, and as I go to like grab it out of his mouth, he just goes, and then just coughs, just the bee. He keeps the food in his mouth, coughs just the bee out and it just flied away. It was impressive. <laughs> Extremely. That's funny. Uh, which segues perfectly into a piece of advice that I didn't know about bee stings from one Dr. Lisa. That you can't be allergic the first time. Yeah, typically you're not oh, uh, you people who are, yeah, it's like you get stung by a bee, but then your body makes memory cells, and then the next time you get attacked, their body goes, oh, I remember this, this is foreign, and then that's when you get the really severe allergic response. So every time you get stung, the allergic response can get worse, so that's one of the theories that people always say, oh, you know, I... Like this food, I've been feeding him this food his whole life. He can't all of a sudden be allergic to it. Well, actually he can because you actually, you have to be sensitized or exposed to something that you're allergic to. And then your body makes all these memory cells that attack it that say, oh, this is foreign and attack it harder each time. And that's when you get a worsening allergic response each time. So, um, so yep. yeah, so the more you're exposed to something, actually, the more likely it is that you may be allergic to it. My girl's wicked smart. <laughs> but a lot of people don't think that. They think like, oh, he's been doing this his whole life. Like you can develop an allergy at any time to anything. But the first one's so. a freebie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. There may be like rare circumstances, but I, I think, I think it pretty much is. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. Cause I'm allergic to bees and I've been stung oh. a few times in my life, but the last time I was stung was in college. And when I was, my whole flu, my whole foot blew up. I had to go to the ER. What? They gave me an oh. EpiPen. So now God, it was your foot. Yeah. So now you carry EpiPens. I'm supposed to. I haven't had one since that dime, but you know. Yeah, you live in the city. your EpiPen. (laughs) Do you have any uh, any questions for the doctor? Show. 
Do I? I actually, just before this, had to call my vet to request a callback, but they're like, it's a crazy thing. I'm having what looks like can only be pointed to some severely troubling issues, uh, but not with Jeet. He's actually in perfect health, but it's with uh, with one of my older cats. So again, now I think he's he's going to be 13 next month. And, you know, when you have a cat every day, you don't notice the changes until it's like, uh, you know, unless you step away, right? So we realize from the two years ago that we had taken him to the vet last, because for years he he was like over grooming his sides. Mm-hmm. So he would like lick his sides to where they were like almost completely bald. And then they were like every, we for years we did everything. We did uh, allergy, we changed the food, we got grain free food. We did every single thing under the thing. The only thing that seemed to work was this cocktail of giving him uh, this, this drug cyclosporine and uh, and like a little mild steroid that we were giving him every other day or something. And they're like, hey, mm-hmm. just a heads up, these could give him diabetes or kidney failure or whatever later in life. But like, you know, good luck, which would pick your poison. So we had him on that. I think Jeter would be the one on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Never hey, date his life, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, so over, until like, I mean, in the beginning of last year, essentially, he started... He completely, we, we weaned him off it very slowly off of the medication uh, based on the doctor's recommendation or whatever. And he completely was fine. His fur is the best it's ever been. For the first time in like six years, he, he wasn't like licking or had hot spots mm-hmm. or anything, which was great. But then he started, he's been losing weight, like crazy amounts of weight, right? And mm-hmm. so we, we looked at it from the time he was there two years ago. He used to be at one point like 18 pounds, he was mm-hmm. a fat cat, right? Okay. And then he, the last time he was there, he was like 13 or 14 pounds. And now he's six pounds. So it's, it's dramatic, you know? But he, lo- ironically, he looks great, but it's, you know, it's, it's you know, he's fucking very thin. Mm-hmm. So we start immediately, I'm like, he's got a cluster of tumors. He's dying. Everything's going wrong. We get blood work. Every single thing on the blood work comes back perfect. They were mm-hmm. like white blood cell count, di- everything, everything great. Uh, then they're going, uh, we'll do an ultrasound because we feel mm-hmm. a thickening of his intestines. It could be an intestinal thing because the other f- problem, which is why I think he was losing weight, is he has been diarrhea and vomiting mm-hmm. every day. Every day, diarrhea multiple times a day, just water for a while, right? So now it's, so, so we get him on this antibiotic. We, we're, we're switching out the, the, the dry food because we're like, maybe he's allergic to duck because maybe an allergy has started. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, we're trying this new, uh, food that he's getting on and stuff. And he's not, he's not throwing up anymore, but he's still having diarrhea like, five times a day. And I think that's because they said it's like, it might be malabsorption where he's not, um, you know, ab- absorbing enough nutrients, which is why he's, he's got a ravenous appetite. He eats like mm-hmm. crazy, but then he just keeps shitting and it's a full nightmare. Where is his diarrhea going in the, the litter box? He's in the litter box, but Pointing it doesn't out. always stay there because again, it's a rocket shit. So he walks in into the litter box Ass pointed out in blast diarrhea. Not, uh, not so. Well, first we had a cover on it. We cut it to get rid of the cover. You thought you wanted actual medical advice, but by I'm the way. just trying yeah. to paint a diarrhea picture here. <laughs> I want to get an idea so, of what so your house smells like. This is so. so we had the cover on it, and then it would end up getting on his tail because he couldn't spin around in the litter box. So now we take the cover off it, which 
every once in a while. It's more he's spraying the walls of the litter box, which is disgusting. It's all That's really, neat. really yeah. gross. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. We have this food that we have this new wet food we're giving them that we phased out the old one. We tried not giving them dry food overnight, but giving them just a little extra wet food in the day. And they go crazy because we used to just mm. give them dry food just at night, just while we're sleeping, just so they don't free graze and get as fat as they were. But now they're like starving. So they literally woke us up today, like five in the morning, nonstop crying. I put down a little of this new dry food, but they're still, it's still, it still persists. And I don't know what to do. Oh, good. That's yeah. Chronic diarrhea can be really solve frustrating. This, so I, I mean, I can solve it. We can <laughs> often solve it. Um, or, I mean, the way we solve it, though, is we really need a diagnosis. So, um, first of all, I would say, and yes, changing food and rolling out. So, things that things that come to my mind immediately are things like, um, obviously, rolling out an allergy. So, so, that's good. And sometimes it does take a lot of trial and error with food, and it also takes eight to 14 weeks to do a true hypoallergenic diet trial. What's he on? Is it a he prescription is- diet? Um, God, they have to prescribe it. I forgot yeah, what the hell one that okay. it's called. I can go check the can, no, but yeah, it's like, well, if it's a prescription, that's, that's good. So it's either like Royal Canin, probably like rabbit and green pea or hydrolyzed protein or ZD or anyway. So we put them on usually like a prescription hypoallergenic diet. Give that about eight to 14 weeks. See if that works. You mentioned that he was on an antibiotic. Was he on metronidazole? Is that the antibiotic? Um, the, uh, no, the, it, was a, it was just like a, a prednisolone or something like oh, that. Prednisolone is the steroid. Oh, okay. So when he was on the steroid, was he having this? Um, I don't... It, back in like the beginning of the year when he was still... Because he had been on the steroid. He had been... We gave him a half of steroid and then and alternated with that mm-hmm. this, with the cyclosporine. So that was like going on for a little mm-hmm. while. But since we've weaned it off is when all of this is really ramped up. Yeah, okay. So then oh, that definitely brings to my mind something like inflammatory bowel disease. So even though sometimes on ultrasound, we don't necessarily see, because uh, steroids is a treatment for inflammatory bowel disease and, and cyclosporin as well, potentially. I mean, not as much. So what did they say when you did the ultrasound? Normal? They they said they couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem mm-hmm. is because it's COVID. It's like everything is yeah. so, they have like, the, you know, they have the ultrasound person come in and do it. And right. then they pretty much called us with the results. But like, right. we haven't got to talk to our actual doctor. But they said everything mm-hmm. looked fine, which is like well, so frustrating. Ask them, ask, uh, ask them to send you the ultrasound report. I'm happy to take a look at it. But even the ultrasound report can also be normal, um, but they still can have some degree of inflammatory bowel disease. And and if we let that smolder, can turn into, we do think about other things like low-grade lymphomas or intestinal lymphomas, things like that. So um, the only way to actually really get a diagnosis is usually with, um, with biopsy. And now that they can do that with endoscopy, so just putting a little tube down his throat, it's really non-invasive. They take small samples of his intestines, um, or rarely now do they do full thickness biopsies where they'll go in through his abdomen and take um, biopsies of his full intestines, and that allows them to take more from other places, get better samples, but usually endoscopy is enough. So usually they'll just put them under real quick, put a scope down, get a biopsy, 
send it out for histopathology review so they can actually see like, yes, it's inflammatory. They can give you a diagnosis and then you know what you're working with and then you can treat it properly. So I think that's really important. Um, in the meanwhile, probably is just like a Band-Aid. There is some people would try metronidazole, which is an antibiotic that we think is anti-inflammatory for the gut. Some veterinarians will really dispute that and say, we're really just like fucking up their gut flora. We can email you this um, stuff, Mike. Yes, okay. I was, I was writing bored. it down quickly He's with bored. notes. You don't yes, need to write it down. I was you hoping can, it was that you, you weren't just like me. writing a pen pal. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> man, Tom would love this. I think he's interested in this. <laughs> My friend Pierre has uh, uh, yeah. um, to hear about it. So, so, I mean, I basically, I think the next step is we really need ultrasound reports. And if that's not yielding you results that you want, and this is really still severe, I think seeing an, a veterinary internist, a specialist, who would do the, who specializes in this, who would do the scope um, and get you some answers to get them some treatment. But in the meantime, there are things we can try to do to help alleviate the diarrhea. Like, um, like I said, like maybe trying that doing the probiotic. Should I put him back on the steroid? I wouldn't just do that willy nilly because steroids do have adverse effects. I would like to see all of his like, so send me, send me his blood work, send me his ultrasound report, send me like whatever you can get. I'd like to see any of that. Um, it would be a good, I mean, that's a test, right? You could potentially do that and see like, does this get better? Does it go away? The thing though is also he will need to be off of any steroid for at least two weeks pre biopsy. So if you're anxious to know and you do put him back on the steroid, then, then you'll have to have that washout period again anyway. So you're probably better off just trying to get in with a specialist as soon as possible. Cause it sounds like you're frustrated. He's living with this diarrhea, um, and we probably really don't want him to lose any more weight. That that weight loss is definitely concerning, regardless of if they say everything is normal or not. That's not normal. So we need to get some answers. This has to be the only podcast where people send blood work off it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is swapping <laughs> blood work, baby. Send us your stool, Feeney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I think you answered yeah. the living shit out of yeah, that. Yeah, just text me after this. Let's get into some games. Okay. Sure. Uh, so... Our listeners know they expect it. They want to get to know Jeet a little bit better. So we have prepared for you a Cosmo-style personality test that you will rank him from 1 to 10 in uh, in the following categories. 1 to 10, what's his savagery level? If, if, it, if that turns to, um, like, today when I put my ham sandwich down on the counter mm, and then turned to get a seltzer and then turned back and he was licking it, then that <laughs> after I specifically told him not to, then he's a 10 on the savage level. He just licked it? He didn't take the whole thing? He he just started licking it gently. Oh, that's not that savage. And he's good All with right. the cats. What are you, Were you giving him a 10? Oh, no, uh, that, I dispute that this. Uh, I want to also say, this is unprecedented Most, here on We Don't Deserve Dogs. Yeah. Dr. Lisa has never know. challenged <laughs> anybody's ranking in a personality <laughs> test. But that licking does, it is so cute licking a sandwich like a, actually sounds I mean, kind of bitch ass. Yeah, I it's, mean, <laughs> I mean most honest. dogs that would be gone. That'd be it's gone. true. He is the most gentle dog that I've yeah, ever met in my life, so I guess he's not gentle. very savage. You're right. I'm, I'm, attending <laughs> my an, I'm ending my answer. Also, uh, Feeney is a man after your own heart that there's a pretty gross picture of him uh, getting his teeth cleaned by Jeet. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate uh, that. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, I like that. <laughs> what is his, how about his, uh, let's go straight for this, his street smarts. How do you think he would fare on those mean streets of Queens? Not very well. I mean, he is, he is, I think he would survive in terms that he could, again, forage and find any food anywhere. Um, however, he's, 
He's like a little scaredy dog, you know? Like he he gets so like this is how he won't we have to we give him a bath like once a month, you know? And he is absolute I've never seen a dog who's terrified of water. I mean, this dog, oh, I don't know, know what him. happened to him. <laughs> I'm sure, right? Dude, I tried to take him to a beach this 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 summer. We've tried when we put we put peanut butter on the wall when we give him a little bath just so that he <laughs> can have something to lick. We throw peanut butter into the ocean. He doesn't go for. It. <laughs> 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 what kind of dog are you? He legitimately when I turn on the bathtub, he runs to the other side of the apartment and he like shakes. He li- physically Aww. shakes like a leaf. He's so scared of water. It's crazy. But he loves snow more than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, probably doesn't make that connection. <laughs> what an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Guys, this is frozen crystallized water. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, what kind of special skills does he have on a scale from one to ten? Um, besides his the best nose I've ever seen on a dog, here he comes. Come on up. You're going to come up and say hi? Yeah. You're gonna, he Ooh, becomes so a boy. lap dog. Come on. Ooh, so come boy. on, you can do it. He's tired. Oh, hi. Oh, God, he's so cute. Oh, my God, wait, he does kind of look like a mini, I, I don't know, he's, dachshund, uh, golden. He's a beagle retriever. Yeah, he looks like a beagle he's, retriever. Oh, he's the weirdest. He's, he's got the so shrimpiest. Cute. Look at these. Oh, I love his white chest. That's a good boy. We he's love got him. This- He's got the smallest little arms you've ever seen in your life. He doesn't oh, even I'd go up to, like, him. my kneecap. I would take him. Those little T-Rexes. So like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, He's kind so, of bassity. Um, so, uh, you need Jeet. to do a wisdom panel or an embark. Jeet, you tell us your special panels. skills. What else can you do other than this? Um, he's so cute. He, he's got a ridiculously <laughs> loud bark for a dog his size, but it never comes out, but when it does... It's in this weird, like, kind of a situation, which he... Uh, so that's the hound. Yeah. He's a, um, but special skill. Oh, when he runs, he runs all, like, uh, crunchy. Like, he looks like... You know how dogs... like Look at this. Longest tongue you've ever seen. And he also, he also does this thing when he runs where he, his back legs almost look like they're in... They, like, crunch up. Like, he looks like a little accordion when he's running. It's very cute. I don't know how to describe Cartoonishly. it. Cartoonishly. And do you see the whites of his eyes? He does this side-eye look at you where it's, like, the most puppy dog, puppy dog <laughs> eyes. He kind of looks like he's got a lazy <laughs> eye, like a Forrest Whitaker eye almost a little bit going on. And he's dogs so do have Nothing. lazy eyes sometimes. Yes, we call it strabismus, lateral or medial strabismus, depending on if it's going this way or that way or... Whichever way the eyeball goes. Oh, he's a looker. Yeah, he's so cute. I love him. Final question about Jeet for the personality I want, I want to test. Pay, I want to know his derp factor. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty derpy he's dog. He's so derpy. He's pretty derpy. <laughs> pretty derpy. As yeah. in like like dumb? Just yeah. like, like a... <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd give him like a six out of ten maybe on that. Okay. Yeah, not not dumb, but just dope, 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 dope. But you could, this is a dog I've never, he's almost like a cat in that like you can just pick him up and do whatever you want with him. He doesn't, he's not protective over any of his possessions. He's like, you know, if he's eating, I could put my face into his food and he'll just be like, hey, please don't. But he won't growl. He's, I've never heard him growl since I've had him. He's wow. Very good boy. Very cool. Yeah, he's a good uh, dog. Okay, well, this Sets us up perfectly to land this baby. We're going to set her down easy with, uh, there's only one thing left to do. You have been a phenomenal guest. But now we have to determine if you, Mike Feeney, deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Question one. 
A guy in Colombia went viral this week for all the wrong reasons. However, his dog saved the day while he was doing what? Stealing the copper piping out of a church? Hanging out buck naked on a windowsill? Had his pee-pee stuck in a dustbuster? Or was passed out piss drunk in the middle of a street? I mean... The, I mean, the the other example sounds so extreme, and I can't imagine a dog in that situation, but I feel like a guy passed out in the street is a lot more of a normal thing to catch with a dog in the area, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with D. That is correct. Yay. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the muchacho was a bit borracho, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Uh, yeah, he was a real sleepyhead in broad daylight in the middle of the street, but his dog was a G. The dog actually kind of looks like Jeet. He's a, he's a mini, like, labby-looking thing. The dog barked and growled at people that tried to move him, and he licked his face trying to wake him up, and even gave his big boy bark to a cop with a club and stick. Whoa. Yeah, wow. I, it is a bit confusing though because he had a helmet on and also his moped was like right behind him. I'm not sure if he ate shit, but they said that <laughs> they said that he was he was drunk. So that's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just reporting what they told okay. me, babe. Uh-huh. Okay, you're one for one, baby. Question number two. Uh, staying on brand here, uh, a, a drunk Irishman was arrested in Ireland this week, which is where most of them are. <laughs> he was charged with two things, aggravated assault of officers because he was snapping his teeth like a rabid dog and throwing a dog at them. Yes, this is horrible, but Feeney, what kind of dog was it? Was it a Jack Russell, an Irish wolfhound, a border collie, or there were lots of good people on both sides of that capital riot. <laughs> well, I, I mean, an Irish border border collie sounds too big to throw. I mean, that sounds huge to throw. I mean, one with Irish in the name would probably be it, but I feel like the most throwable dog is a Jack Russell of that, no? Are you familiar with the Irish Wolfhound? I'm not. It's like a seven-foot-long dog. (laughs) It was a really, really absurd, absolutely no question. You are correct. It was a Jack Russell, baby. Jack Russell terrors. You're two for two. Yes, it was a Jack Russell with a pink ribbon around its neck, and that's all we know. The police said they don't think it was the drunk guy's dog, and the dog did not stick around for questioning. But uh, The dog survived, though? uh, It took off. Just right afterwards. Yes. Okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> but as a dog lover and a guy that's been in a fight, Feeney, would you agree that this is a tough situation? What do you do when you're about to rumble and somebody throws a dog? Dude, I would get, I think I'm not even kidding. It would literally give me Hulk strength because that would anger me so much. I get so mad at any sort of <laughs> I was animal say abuse. Your face, I saw your face with, with the question. Your face was no joke. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were coming it's tough. Yeah. The old throwing the dog trick, eh? You know? It it's was, like, it, it's it the ultimate version off. of, hey, what's that over there? But they threw a dog at you. No, but it's dog abuse is what he's saying. Yes. Do you, yes. Do you care about no, the dog it's abuse? absolutely <laughs> dog abuse. It's, it's, <laughs> this is an absurd question. There's no winners here, babe. This yeah. is, we're all losers right now. Okay. But Feeney is winning. He's two for two. That's true. Only one question to go. He's playing with house money. Uh, so. Look, I had a job to do, okay? You have the Irish Goodbye podcast, and I needed to write a dog quiz, so... And now you know what an Irish wolfhound is. And now yeah. you know. But yeah, keeping important. with the theme of Irish people abusing animals, uh, one of their most beloved sports has recently been banned, and its practitioners are taking the government to court over it. Which sport 
in Ireland is trying to get reinstated. Dog racing, ratting competitions, coursing, or dog tossing. I mean, I don't know what three out of the four of those were, I think, uh, but dog tossing... I mean, if there, if somebody, if somebody, if that's an actual thing, then a, I'm pissed, and also it, that kind of makes up for the person throwing a dog. It would explain that a little bit. But if dog tossing for some reason is an actual, that can't be a real thing, is it? Is that real? Get out of here! I can't, I can't divulge. <laughs> but I, I do think that we've said the words dog tossing more on this podcast than has ever been done in history, yeah, and I'm I'm here for that. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. What's the answer then? Was was that not your answer? I thought you were just trying to get. I was I was gonna say dog tossing because that's the only. I don't know what the other ones are, but it can't be the right answer. It is coursing, actually. Uh, Yes, dog tossing is not a thing. It's (laughs) a category of one, and it was that asshole that got arrested. Thank goodness. But as seen in the movie Snatch, that is coursing when they let a hare or rabbit loose and two hounds chase it. Lore coursing. It's called lore coursing. They just called it coursing. Lore coursing. Deer, yeah. I'm doing my job. Loose <laughs> and two hounds chase it while drunk people bet on either the hound or the hare. The sport has been banned since last year due to COVID-19, but its fans say that it's the safest, most socially distant sport out there. In summary, Gypsy's mad, Bunny Rabbit's glad. Maybe lore coursing uh, is with the fake lores. I don't know, because yeah, they still do that. Yeah, maybe you should Google that before you embarrass me in front of my friends. <laughs> I've Sorry, never been ahead. happier to be wrong about a question because if I was right Good. and dog tossing was a thing, I'd be very mad right. at my Irish brethren. Yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> call call back to the uh, home country. Like yeah. guys, <laughs> we gotta get together on this. But it turns out you deserve, you deserve dogs, dogs. Yay. and cats with diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! <laughs> you're you're uh, you're a great comic. You're a great guest. Nothing but respect for you. Much love uh, to you and Jeet and your still unnamed cats. That's fine. Nemo Lisa's and Bella. Look at emo and mm-hmm. emo. Nemo as in finding Nemo. Nemo. As, but as if I'm finding all of his diarrhea everywhere. Nemo. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Uh, <sighs> tell people where they can find you, buddy. At I am Mike Feeney on all social media. Mike Feeney comedy, and go check out uh, my comedy special, Rage Against the Routine, at YouTube.com/slash Mike Feeney Comedy. Yeah, dude. Hey. All right, thank you so much, buddy. It was great seeing you. Thanks, Thanks so much for having me, buddy. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. 
The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.